0: Welcome to If You Know You Know Therapy with Haley Mayer. Hey guys, welcome back to If You Know You Know Therapy. Okay, so topic for today is social media and mental health. (laughs) All right, I'm going to take a little bit of a different stance on it though, or a different area with it. We're not really going into how social media affects your mental health. Bottom line with that one, the higher you consume social media, which we'll kind of talk a little bit more about, the harder it is on your mental health. And I'm sure a lot of you already know that firsthand. That's why we have things like social media fast, uh, taking a break, you know, putting your account on mute for a while, things like that. Today, mainly, I was going into the idea of how social media reflects mental health and how it helps or hurts it. I don't know about you, but I look a lot on social media. That is definitely one of my Achilles heels. And I have noticed more and more talk about mental health, which I am hundred percent great with. But, um, one of the things I have noticed is that either people are presenting facts as if they are experts or they are diagnosing others, or I, I don't know, they're looking for people to kind of reach out to them on social media to kind of help them with their own mental health situations. It's just a messy situation. One of the things I was noticing just on one of those areas, there was one of these TikToks um, that was of course like reposted on Instagram. So I'm seeing a secondhand. I was noticing it was like how to recognize if your boyfriend is a narcissist, things like that, or how to recognize if your best friend's borderline narcissism and borderline, by the way, when it comes to like diagnoses wise, they've definitely gotten this like really bad rep. And to be fair, they are sometimes more difficult to process through if you aren't wanting to look at like more professional help. Those aren't really like no mental health should really be a how to book mental health. They all should be particular to you and you should be looking at what do I personally need to work on with it. But those ones, especially you sometimes need another a therapist, to like walk down that path with you. Okay. It's complex and not that they're going to be able to fix anything for you, but they'll be able to show you some of the different things you can do on the path. Right. But what I've found is that it is just so interesting. And by the way, these videos were like done by like 15 year olds. Of course they look like they're 22 because none of them have gone through the quintessential awkward phase. That's completely been skipped. And we'll talk about that maybe another time, (laughs) but I think that's doing a lot more harm than good for people. They're being Talked by, by these teenagers and sometimes young adults who are professing that they know, like all the things about these big diagnoses that honestly, if you misdiagnose someone with it and you're trying to like, I guess, shame them in culture, you're, you're not doing in them any help. And you're really not doing those who actually have the diagnoses any favors either. They're looking up these stats. Like, I mean, you can look up the most basic stats anywhere online, but they're looking at these stats and they're just going into these mental health diagnoses and pretending like their friends have them or these exes have them or whoever. Let's just be fair. I don't know a whole lot of people who think highly about an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. Okay, I just know that that is a tricky situation in general. The last thing we probably need to be doing is giving someone a diagnosis in that moment. Okay, there's a reason why when you have to like look at what constitutes as a diagnosis in a professional standpoint, I'm looking it up on like Clinic, a lot of different places, NAMI, you need to go to a mental health professional. You don't just sit there and do it yourself. I don't sit down and diagnose people. I know personally, I just, that's a hard line. I don't want to go past. Do I look at them and say, oh gosh, I think I see some characteristics. Yeah. Cause I'm not blind. I see those things. Okay. It's just like, if I were to, I don't know, be a hairstylist and I see someone had a bad cut, I'm not going to go to each of my family members and be like, let me fix it for you. Okay. That's first of all, that's going to take way too much time. But you can recognize and be like, oh, looks like she went to someone who knew her, right? You can, you can notice those things. Or I recently had my hair done and it was not a great experience (laughs) to have it redone. People saw it and were like, oh, must be a new color line. She doesn't understand. Or, oh, it looks like she used the wrong toner. I'm like, or, you know, whatever it is. I'm obviously not in here, but. I can do that with mental health and just look at someone and be like, Oh, looks like something's going on. Right. But I don't sit down and take my DSM five out, which by the way, that's like the therapy Bible. It shows all the diagnoses. You need a class to learn how to read it. First of all, it's ridiculous. It's the thinnest paper ever. And it's got so much information on each thing that unless you know how to read it properly, you're not, you're not going to know anything about it. So TikTokers out there, if you're looking for a new way to diagnose people, you're not going to have an easy time using that book. I don't do that to people. I know personally in that way, and so when I see that on TikTok, where it's like how to diagnose your boyfriend. First of all, if you have to diagnose them with a narcissist, probably don't date them. Because if you're looking for what you think is like this awful evil mental health, which by the way it's not, but it definitely has its issues. If you're looking to try to like diagnose them with something you probably need to break up with them. Same thing with like friends where they're saying like, how to diagnose my friend is borderline. Uh, Yeah, you probably just shouldn't be friends with them if you're needing to diagnose them. Just don't deal with that situation in your life. You're fine. Like even if they are borderline, cool. That's going to be their journey they have to walk through. Don't don't try to diagnose them. It's just it's not going to help anyone. It's not going to make you feel better. It's not going to make them feel better. They're not going to get the help they need by listening to your diagnosis. Like the stats out there of when someone's just not ready to get the info and someone comes to them with this like hard hitting info, like, Hey, BTW, you have borderline. They're not going to listen, especially if you're having all these emotional things going on with them. So yes, I've noticed there's this huge trend where somehow These people think this is a great idea. I also noticed I've had quite a lot of clients come in and be like, okay, so I was watching this reel. I was watching this TikTok. They were diagnosing someone with depression, borderline uh, anxiety, uh, ADHD, things like that. I think I have it based off what they said. Nine times out of 10, they don't have it, right? I think I have multiple personality disorder because I have all these different personalities, things like that. Again, nine times out of 10, they do not have it. Now, the one time out of 10, yeah, they actually had it, but that was something we already were aware of. And they were like, oh, so you were right that I do have some deep depression. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, took a TikTok to kind of figure that out. But yeah, that's kind of where you're at. The other problem, yeah, is people are looking at this and taking it on. One of the best examples I have is I was working at a residential treatment center, and that's an experience all in itself. But we had, so when we were there. The kids are only supposed to watch, certain movies. They really shouldn't be watching like extreme movies and things like that. But of course, you get the new staff on on the cottage, they let them watch whatever they want because they're not aware and they are or they are aware and they just don't care. But they had the kids watch a movie about someone and I won't even say the movie cuz it's it's not worth watching. Um in the sense of mental health, uh was someone had split personalities. You can guess which movie obviously. But the kids then We're starting to die. You know, I think you act like, you act a little like that. No, that's, that's, and we, every time without fail, if I had a bunch of kids coming to me and saying like, I think I have multiple personalities, I would find out that they'd watched this movie. And it's because they wanted to diagnose something that they didn't understand, but what they don't understand is there's a lot of reasons people can act different ways. Okay. There's a lot of reasons people can be defensive and appear very full of themselves. And often it's out of insecurity. Occasionally it is true narcissism. Okay. Let's just also be honest. Teenagers fluctuate so much because they have so much pressure on them. They have so many hormones going on. That's it's going to definitely happen where they're going to appear sometimes not regulated and they're going to appear like all these different bigger diagnoses. Doesn't mean they have them. Okay. Now back to millennials and how that affects us. Okay. Again, if we're looking at millennials being the ages of like 26 to 40, 25 to 40, let's just round it. We also fall into this pitfall. Okay. Now I see a lot of them having done their own therapy going on to these kinds of, uh, social media sites. They're doing their own therapy. They're looking at the different diagnoses and what they do though, is that they then apply theirs to other people. And then the problem I see is they act like they are like the founding expert. Okay. I'm pretty open with my clients. I go see my own therapist. Okay. First of all, You really need to, if you're talking to a bunch of people at mental health, you got to go and get grounded yourself. It's just one of the self-care things you got to do. Second of all, also pretty open, like friends, family. know I've got, you know, anxiety and depression. Occasionally it happens. That does not mean I go into a room and say, no, no, no. I know how this works. I just know how it works for me. Okay. Same thing with trying on different clothing sizes. I know that in certain stores I got to have a large and other stores I got to have a medium, okay? I just know how that works for me, but if I look at someone I can't just be like, "Oh, well you're a large, so you definitely have to be this other one and this other size." It just doesn't work that way. Everyone's got to figure it out on their own. Everyone's going to have their own way of doing it. Now, there are commonalities and similarities that makes it so that for us in the mental health profession, we know where we can kind of start with the basics, but each case is going to look different. Each person's going to look different. When we oversimplify it with social media, The problem then becomes that we're trying to make this cookie cutter situation with something that has multiple shades. Mental health is not like, I I love the emotion wheels that they start with like the primary colors and then they work their way out. And it's like those wheels in art that you would see like the shading and what it would look like with each color. Mental health is the same thing. There are a million different shades of a color, okay? There are a million different ways that you can take something. Some people are gonna have similar shades, but they're all really gonna be different. Each person's gonna handle things differently. So when we try to oversimplify it with the social media aspect, it just becomes this mess. And then we have these self-proclaimed people who I wanna believe every single one is doing it for the common good. I really wanna believe they're trying to get the information out there. But I think we all know, and that's not the case with all of it, They're trying to kind of get the attention that they're wanting, the publicity they're wanting. They're wanting to just have this, like, I guess this persona of themselves out there of, I know, and it's just because my own intuition, I just know this information not to put down if there are, I do have a lot of therapy friends who go onto social media and they share actual information. You're going to notice though, with a social media for a therapist. We're giving you some hints and tips, but we're not telling you exactly what things are going to look like unless it's like an extreme, like abuse or, you know, lying, things like that. We're, we're going to talk about like the extremes in a pretty defined way, but we're also not going to put these overall rules for all things. Okay. Trying to make a rule for mental health, unless it goes into one of those safety aspects, is kind of like trying to find the rule in the English language of like I before E. Okay. And you've all seen the shirts and like the sayings where it's like just I before E, except for C. And then there's all the exceptions to it. Mental health is the same thing. Okay. We can start out with the basics and we have to start them out to rule them out. But then you got to go from there and you got to learn more and you got to decide where else do I go with it? So there's the situation where people are kind of self professing. There's also the situation of social media where we no longer have that privacy aspect. And to be fair with social media, the majority of what I'm talking about right now are those who decide to put their privacy moments, like their private moments out in public. I'm not necessarily talking about those who against their will or without their understanding are put out in public, talking about the people who knowingly put their info out. Another problem with social media, I've noticed, especially in our age range. I remember growing up, I have a blog. I'm pretty sure I still have it. I, I haven't logged into it. I swear for years, but- I remember the first group of people I met having blogs and how they would update it. And they, it was essentially like the cooler version of social media, because I'm not just putting pictures. I'm putting like my feelings and my thoughts into the world. We all remember MySpace. MySpace was just a complete, like emotional vomit every single day. You could, you know, bombard people, not just with your sad thoughts and feelings or your <laughs> Or your just every moment of every you know day moments. You could also put your music. You could put your top five people you like for the moment on there. It it's just a ranking. It was very interesting to watch and be part of. Definitely. And now looking back and saying, oh gosh, that was such a bad moment for myself in the sense of I had a lot of emotions and I didn't know how to deal with it. I just remember a lot of parents, mine included, being like, "I don't want you on social media until you're out of the house," which. To be fair, probably going back, if I were to redo things, I think learning more about what posting meant and what social media looked like would probably have been a great thing to learn about, but none, none of us were taught that it was coming out as we were starting to learn it. And so we were just going with the flow and riding the waves of all of it. And I think to this day, we still kind of are, we're not really teaching as much about the safety, not just about like predators on the internet. That's, also very important to be teaching, which that's another topic for another time. We aren't teaching about how much info to be putting out there. How much are we going to want to be out with our info? I mean, I still, one of the reasons I love the, uh, on this day, uh, app on Facebook, I love that every single day I can look at the things that happened 10 years ago and delete every single thing (laughs) that I would post. Like Haley is eating a waffle. Isn't it great that we have a toaster, you know, things like that in like college, the most ridiculous things Haley is feeling kind of annoyed. I remember like we could like post the emojis of like how we were feeling for the day. And I thought how cool and like mature I was our age didn't have a how to guide. Okay. My mom still tells the story when they got a computer and they would program their own games. And my mom's not old. Okay. I have some pretty young parents and they're totally hip uh, and happening as my dad would say. Social media is not a very old thing yet. We still have not really gone through like, how do we, how do we manage this? And how do we work through it? Like we really don't we really have no clue still. So what I see right now is the trend on all these social medias, people, and unless it's like, there's always the exceptions or there's always the the reasons why people don't always follow with this. But for those part, I've noticed that people will reach out on these places where it's great to have a lot of friends, but really how many of them are you having interactions with on a pretty consistent basis? Going through my friend list, there are people that like I keep on there because it's like, oh, like they were in a camp with me and, you know, I still like kind of talking to them once every five years, you know, or, hey, like that was someone who I wanted to get to know a little bit more. And, you know, I'm, I'm okay with them having my info now. My personal Instagram and stuff is private. Um, people can still find me, but they can't see everything. And that's professionally how I keep it, but also just, I think in general, even before I was professional, I was kind of wary at times of having other people have access to my info. A lot of people I see have all of their info out on public view. They're posting all these emotions about vulnerable moments, which I think it's great to have moments to kind of like bring to light some vulnerable times for each of us, but doing that on a consistent basis, just looking at the studies for that, that can sometimes just be really weighing on you because often you're not going to get the response you want. And we unfortunately live in a pretty cynical time. And so it's not that I'm against social media. I think that by all means, it's extremely helpful to connect us, but we still need to realize that its purpose wasn't necessarily to replace our interactions with other people. And it wasn't to replace when it comes like that diagnosis part, I was talking in the beginning, it's perpetuating often false information, which media online has been doing that for decades. Okay. It can definitely perpetuate valid information. It can perpetuate good things for us to know. But the unfortunate part about it is that It also has this huge capability of presenting this false info that people will just take because not many people want to take the time to research the really boring articles or the diagnosis codes and things like that. They want the info that's handy. That's why we have things like snippets of videos that we find entertaining. We don't want to necessarily sit and watch like a, a movie and find the comedic timing in this like 10 second interaction. We want to be like instant gratification, right? We want to have this in front of us and easily accessed. So my, my thoughts for that is all of this. <laughs> Plus when it comes to the mental health aspect, make sure that you're finding valid sources for mental health issues. Okay. Take a minute, take yourself off the social media part and just look up things in, first of all, .org places are always much more available and definitely more credible when it comes to finding health information. NAMI, great resource. Okay. Um, Love NAMI, Mayo, Mayo Clinic, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I heard it was Mayo growing up, but maybe it's not. That's also a great one. You've got Cumberland Heights, things like that. Like just places that are going to give you mental health info is key. But let's not also discount going to an actual therapist. Going to a therapist in general is going to be someone who can walk you through these things. If you're worried about yourself and your own mental health, by all means, you should be going anyways, right? Don't look up all this research online and call it a day, okay? Go and talk to someone who knows, who spent their time and money, to be honest, a lot of hard-earned money, Um, a lot of yet to be hard earned money that's going towards debt, go for it and look for that info. If you're worried about it for someone else, tell them your concerns. You don't need to come to them with the diagnoses to be like, Hey, you should listen to me because I know you have narcissism. Who would want to listen to that? Let's just be honest, but go to, go to them and tell them your concerns. That's, that's the bottom line of what you're doing. And then if they're seeing it as a concern too, together, go find help if you want, or refer them out. You don't need to be in charge of their health as well, because you're bringing this up. That's way too much responsibility placing on one person, but go tell them your concern. And then if they aren't listening, either sounds like they got their work to do. And you get to then talk about what a boundary looks like, which is something that most people need to make. And that boundary looks like, Hey, I can't control your actions. I can let you know what part of it affects me. And then I'm going to take a step back and you get to be in charge of controlling your own actions, not according to just how I see it, but according to like, what's going to work for you. So I am all for connecting on social media, all for just being aware of the info. Just know where your info is coming from. Okay. It's like people who are going and talking to someone for like health info, But the person really has no background in science, no background in, you know, the biology of the human, those types of people, they're, they're going to give you fad information. Okay. Don't do fad diets for mental health. Go and go and invest the time and effort that honestly you deserve and you need. Besides that though, I think finding info is key. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review. You can find me on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and on social media, Instagram at Haley, the therapist, or if you know, you know, therapy, I-Y-K-Y-K therapy on Instagram or Facebook. Love to hear from you.